Welcome to the show, everybody. This is your host, JT, and you are seeing just me from the neck up on that one. There we go. We are live <laughs> on the 11th of February. Um, yeah, I got some graffiti behind me, some paraphernalia. Yeah. I'm not liking this. With me, as always, I have Ron. Good, Good morning. morning. And that's it. Oh, your microphone's what? picking stuff up on your computer there. What? Yeah. Ready? There. Hey, now we have no reverb. Hey. Cool. Yeah. Better I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I don't we should probably hold on. Let me let me try doing this. Wait for Ah, it doesn't do it anyway. I was gonna say because on the computer screen I'm looking away from you, but I'm looking directly at you. Nope. <laughs> I tried flipping how I brought him in. Uh no, we didn't, we didn't do anything. Yeah, so we can do that. Ooh. Hey, that's how I get rid of that crappy chief stuff <laughs> yeah for those who don't know it is super bowl sunday and i know this is gonna actually whoa it's doing the whole spinny wheel thing again <laughs> making all kinds of jittery faces on there uh anyway um yeah super bowl sunday chiefs v niners go niners heck yeah i'm hearing a low echo oh a little bit Catching all that? Yep. It's been interesting. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, what's going on with StreamYard today. We apologize for anything that's uh sorts out of whack. Well, I've been kicked out twice already. I'm at, so and now the there was a little power surge. Maybe because I call the chief stuff paraphernalia or some, some graffiti. Yeah. Maybe it's the graffiti could be, word. Could be. I apologize for that to the chiefs, gods, or whatever they have. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, as you notice, the biggest Chiefs fan out of all of us is not here. Right. Um, we shall not divulge any information that he is not willing to let us divulge. However, uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, Ryan. Um, yeah. Hopefully you're not watching. Um, or actually, he's probably not sleeping, hopefully so you're he's sleeping. probably watching. Yeah, no, he's, he's sleeping. Hopefully by now he's sleeping. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a fun story. We'll, Poor guy. We'll let him tell that one. So, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, you wake alive, upright, oh, yeah. north of dirt. Yeah, that's all that matters. All the analogies, all those things. Yep, those are analogies, right? I'm on the struggle bus today, so you're gonna have to prop me up. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, good. This will be a great show. Hey, you are jumpy as all get out. Look at you all fired that's around. The, the internet's just freaking out, and you're all pixely. And I'm even using the good camera this time. Is no, I'm yeah, I am pixely on your side. No. Oh, well, <laughs> cheers. Yeah, whatever. Welcome. Welcome um, to another jumpy, choppy edition of the Dirty River Chronicles. I don't know why we can't seem to get good Wi-Fi or good recordings or... Uh, I have my th I have my theories. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll keep them on the inside because okay. I don't want to upset the gods any more than they already are. Right. As you're frozen in time right now. So are you. Nice. Yeah. We're online. I'm sure it's going to, it's still recording. It's going to be a great show. It's really going to be a good show. Whatever. Yeah. I got all six ish hours of sleep last night. So struggle bus. Yeah. I got home from my mom's house in Oklahoma about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So not horrible. No. What time were you up? Seven. That's not horrible. No. Yeah. I got up at like 6.45. Yeah. Went to bed just before midnight. <laughs> Good times. Didn't fall asleep right away. 
who can? That's yeah. fair. Oh. Hitting You're... buttons over here. I'm hearing things. Oh, yeah. I'm... Are you catching it? I'm, I'm behind. So it's through the headphones. Yes. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. And you know the best part is? What? It's on National Inventors Day. It is. <laughs> We're having issues with an invention. And we could invent some better internet connectivity. It's possible. But we'll Who get knows? there. We'll get there. First, let's do some uh, some Today in History. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm ready. If I can find the right one. Ready, set, go. And here we go. So weird. What happened? It blipped out in my headphones. Oh. And so today in history. <laughs> my headphones are so behind. It's ridiculous. Well, again, we're firing on some cylinders today. So the good thing is I can hear you physically right now. Yes. So I know that there's not going to be a lot of like real dead time, even though I can hear you right sure. now still talking from the last time you said something right now. That's fair. Way behind. Way behind. I mean, we can hit the reset button. Nah. That's what's the fun of that. We, we've done it before. We have. Too many times. It's clunky. Yeah. It's, it's just power through. Today in history. Today in 11th. history, February 11th. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm looking at the right uh, page here. Wait for it. going to pull this guy up. And there we go. Starting 1534, in the Wayback Machine, Henry VIII of England is recognized as supreme head of the Church of England. With him and all six wives. Him and, well. <laughs> Probably not at the same time. He petitioned the Pope to have a a divorce. Mm -hmm. a, you know, because the church was a big thing back there. And they, they were all Catholic. Right. Catholic. And um, <clears throat> Pope was like, yeah, no. It's not a good enough reason. So he decided to break away from the Catholic Church, form the Church of England. He is the supreme head or the grand poobah, the... That gives me North Korea vibes. It really does. And yeah. it was all just because he was having an affair and was tired of the older woman that his family set him up with. And yeah. Who, it, it, just a mess. <laughs> just a mess. <laughs> and then from there, it began just years of back and forth between the Catholic Church and, and England and the Church of England and Protestants and Catholics and really bled over into his children and... Well, and, and they still don't necessarily have a good relationship. It's not no. the Gaza Strip. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely not Israel and Palestine. Right. They, there's, you know, some, some weird tension. Yeah. Tension's a good word. Yeah. Just difference of opinions. Yeah. I, I've seen, uh, you know, pictures, and you can do a Google search and find it. And I'm sure we could throw it up there if you wanted to. But why? Um, uh, there's, you know, there's such a strong, I don't want to say hatred, but disdain mm -hmm. between Catholics and Protestants that they can't be buried in the same cemeteries. And then, hmm. so there's like a husband and wife that were, one was Catholic, one was Protestant. You know, they married for 50, 60, 70 years, whatnot. And um, buried separately. They, they buried, I don't know if it was a husband or a wife. I don't remember off the top of my head. Sure. Outside of the cemetery. And they buried her inside, right next to the to the fence, hmm. and they have dual headstones that come up, and then at the very top of the of the the fence, they're holding hands. 
Oh, I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I, it's it's awesome. Hmm. It's like that's one way to stick it to right. You know, to to, to show that it's it doesn't matter. No, two people love each other. Let them be. Right. So I, it, it's their cool. beliefs are their beliefs, and that's yeah. the, whatever. Right. They they believe in in the same yeah. deity and made it work. Didn't matter what church they belong to. Right. We're not going to get all political or or political. Oh, that's another one that on didn't work out quite right. Which That's 1903, not 193. <laughs> 193. U.S. Congress adopts <clears throat> the Expedition Act, as I <clears throat> got a little <clears throat> frog in my throat. Yeah. I'm doing my best, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> over here, um, <laughs> which authorizes the Attorney General to expedite antitrust cases through the courts, reflecting growing popular support for President Theodore Roosevelt's trust-busting campaign. Yep. So... There's that. Well, there is so much corruption in the 1900s in the, you know, steel, was it steel, meatpacking, oil, and railroad industries? Yeah. It was... There's just so much lobbying, so much push from union bosses. Well, that... and that's when you were really getting heavy into lobbyists, right? Creating career politicians, people yeah. that they were constantly in their back pocket and that they, right. could, they could control the government to get the laws and the, the, trade agreements and production it's just everything to get to, to benefit up there whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, again corrupt 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 yeah uh moving on to the next uh we're gonna go all the way to 1943 u.s general dwight d eisenhower selected to command the allied troops in europe not just the American troops, the right. entire Allied forces. Right. Uh, British General Montgomery is not pleased. I guess he had been in control of the Allied forces for some time. Right. And then the U.S. enters because Pearl Harbor. You control it. And they gave him the, the coveted one of five generals ever to get a five-star general rank. General of the army. Of the army, yeah. Just head dick. Just <laughs> you. Big swinging Dwight. Yes. As we Ike. call him. <laughs> but Kansan. Yeah. Cans yeah. from Abilene. He did. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You ever been up there? To Abilene? To Abilene to see the Dwight D. Eisenhower Museum. No. It's worth a trip if you if you're into Dwight D. Eisenhower history. Or if I'm ever near Abilene. Or if you're ever near out, in which with your job, you never know. You never know. You never know. It could if, be. If you have an extra hour, stop by. Right. I could... During normal business hours. Right. But... On a lunch break. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, it, it, again. But I, I get where Montgomery came from. Yeah. Going no, back to that, no. I, I get it. He was he was the 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 European general that was he was the, doing great, and he, he was... just. In the Americans and, and them being able to follow their, their weak generals. Well, again, but it, it was also the American arrogance was really coming to form. As it should be. We are the best. Have you seen the newsroom? Yeah. Have you seen that opening scene? <laughs> I'm just saying. If you haven't, YouTube that guy. Yeah. Just saying. Such a great opening scene. <laughs> Probably the best ever. Just hits you right in the feels. He's right, though. Yeah, it's true. We do set the tone for the world on arrogance. 
There is that. Yeah. A lot of other things as well. Uh, let's see. Moving ahead, 1990 on the way back. Mandela somewhere right outside the front gate. Outside of the prison? Yeah, it's just, it's not a terrible place it looks like to be. So, that's all I got to say. It looks more like a military base than it is a prison. It does. Except I would never imagine trees right at a gate. That seems. Yeah. Counter security measures and. and, I don't know, South Africa. Yeah. I mean, who's not here? Well, we build walls around everything. Yeah. They just put up a gate. Right. <laughs> Saying, okay, hold move. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to stay right here. I'll be here. I'm Australian all of a sudden. Uh, let's see. Moving ahead. Also the same year, same day. Same. Ooh, well, it's weird how that works when it's. <laughs> didn't realize that's the first time on the show. Yeah, I think so. And then our seventh episode, eighth episode seven today well it depends on how many you actually count right the dark show the dark show that it would this would be our eighth episode yeah seventh for me because the episode that <laughs> was i am the one mainstay i'm the only one who's not called in sick yet no my internet <laughs> five-star hotel I mean, called dude, sick. you can tell if you were hungover or whatever it's cool you need to go back to bed yeah and yeah. you're on vacation i get it yeah I tried. With the whole fam family. Yep. Anyway, uh, let's see. 1990 on this date in Tokyo, Japan. Buster Douglas uh, knocks out Mike Tyson in 10 rounds uh, to win the World Heavyweight Champion. He was a 42 to 1 underdog. Somebody got paid on that day. Yeah. Some Tyson haters. Oh, yeah. Those guys are like, oh, man, fuck him. I'm going to. Exactly. Michael Spinks. Let me know when you're back in. Yeah, now you're out. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know what is up with, with StreamYard. It's not the internet. Let us definitely hope that it's still still going. I mean, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, we've got some Facebook users that are I am alerting us. Back. Good. You can't see my screen though? No, not yet. Okay. I, can, I can double hear you. Okay. Share. There, I got can you. you see the slide? You. Now we can. Yep. Happy birthday. First, we have to 
cover one honorable mention. Oh, look at you. February 8th. Last Thursday. 1978. Is that why you asked what year I was born? Yeah. (laughs) And then I found this. Are you still watching the slide? I'm coming back. Oh, there it is. The high school picture. There's a little bitty guy. You know a fun story about that picture? I'd love to know. Look look at the nose. Look how red that nose is compared to everything else. Sure. I lifeguarded in the summers. And no matter how much zinc oxide I put on my nose, I mean, like caked on the white stuff. We used all the colors back then because it was the 90s. Yeah. And um, my nose still got just, I mean, just, I'm surprised I don't have skin cancer. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, Very (laughs) Niners maroon. (laughs) So we, we. Permanent. Right. Redness to your nose. Right. So we would do um, senior pictures before the senior year actually started. Sure. So at this picture, I had started cross country practice. I was still live starting. Yeah. Right. Um, on one of my breaks, it was like, oh crap, we have senior pictures today. Because I think we were the second class, maybe the third. I, th- I think we were the second class to, oh God, that guy flew by on a bicycle. <laughs> um, to where they didn't allow you to use your actual senior pictures that you would have taken by, you know, a photographer or whatever with all the, goofy poses and all right. that couldn't use right. any of those you had to use these right right with the bat that was on fire because they lit the rubber cement on the end of it or whatever yeah so um we were the second or third class like i said too we had to use the school mandated pictures that's terrible and i forgot about them <laughs> and so i called down to my buddy darren who uh <laughs> he lived three blocks from the pool sure and then the pool was like a two minute drive from the high school. And I'm like, Hey, I forgot about senior pictures. He goes, you need to borrow clothes. I'm like, yes. yes. So I brought his white shirt and then he had like a slew of ties. Yeah. And it's just, it's all the major league baseball logos that are on the tie, right? Nice. I'm also wearing my swimsuit. <laughs> They're in flip flops. So you see me, I'm all like buttoned up and you were like the precursor to the COVID yes. calls in your pajama pants and dress shirt. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I borrowed some hair gel <laughs> and like scrubbed my face because I had the zinc oxide caked of on the course. Yeah. And I mean I look nice and tan. Look at JT, a little 17-year-old yeah. yeah. JT right there. I thought you liked that picture. I do. I, I'm not I'm not ashamed of my senior picture. Good. I got off of your Facebook page. Yeah. So if you hate it that bad. I wouldn't have put it up. <laughs> right. Or, or you'd have taken it down. Or. There's, yeah. There's that. All right. Moving on. Thank you. Yes. I, do, I do appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Close enough. You know, it, it'll it'll do. Yeah. It'll do, pig. Uh, 1847. Happy birthday to American engineer businessman. Developed the first light bulb and photograph, otherwise yeah. known as a record player. Record player. But uh, it wasn't because they were wax drums. Right. Phonos. Yeah. No, they're not called phonos. Phono. <laughs> I, I wasn't around then. What do I know? No, I'm 46, not 100 and whatever the maths are. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edison. Yep. Um, the thief. As he was known. I don't want to say known because we don't really know. No. What, that he didn't make the first light bulb? Well, that he didn't steal patents. Right. But he was accused of a lot of things. That could also be said for things that I'm going to cover later on in the show. Sure. Where not necessarily are they invented by someone, but they're <laughs> just made better. Just made. They're improved upon. Improved upon. And, and not always is the best invention the first one. Sure. Just because somebody else had an idea doesn't mean you can't come around and go, hey, this is good. 
But I. But what if we did it this way and made it better? Anything you can do, I can do better. There's that. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison from the Wayback Machine. Moving ahead. Did you hit the slide? I did. All right. Leslie Nielsen. 1926 Canadian actor and producer. Naked Gun himself, Frank yep. Drummond. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Airplane, Naked Gun. Yeah, all the all the good ones. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah. That is a great show. Pulling out of obscurity. I love that one. Yeah. And then it's so bad. <laughs> he died 19 or 2010. 2010. You you even let me I was following your lead on that. One. Yeah. 19. <laughs> yeah. 19. But his his epitaph on his headstone said, let her rip. All right. All right. Let her rip. Surely you can't be serious. I'm always serious, but don't call me Shirley. My wife hates that joke. <laughs> hates it because I do it all the time because she uses the word Shirley. <laughs> and if you use the word Shirley, you... You should say surely. Right. And if she actually said surely, <laughs> I'd let it go. You are so getting ripped when you get home. I'm an, oh, I'm, oh, and man. it's because I do it every single time. I love it. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. 1936, American actor and director, Florida State football alum. I believe it was an All-American, too. I think so. Yeah. Born in 1936, Mr. Burt Riddles. Bandit himself. Not Smokey. No. Bandit. No. You know, and I've got these up here that he was Smokey and the Bandit, second highest grossing domestic film of 1977. Yeah. He was in The Longest Yard in 1974. And in 2005, I don't know off the top of my head another person that was in the remake of their own, own film. remake. Yeah, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. But off the top of your head, yeah. But that's super impressive that he could actually pull off a role in both. Yeah, that's that's cool. He was in Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie Nights. He was the voice of Charlie B. Barkin in there All Dogs Go to Heaven. I, I couldn't read the last word. It's been forever since I've seen it, but yeah. All Dogs Go to Heaven is one of my all-time favorite it's animated, a great anim animated movies. Yeah, not, it's great. Not, not CGI. No, it was hand-drawn. So good. It was good. Yeah. And, it, and he played a basset hound, which is cool. <laughs> Charlie B. Barkin. Charlie B. Barkin. Um, oh, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Perfect for that character. You're not wrong. Yeah. I don't know why he keeps kicking me out. Is it, I'm, I'm back. It probably will be too soon. I'm back. Well, according to yeah. the reboot. However, The Switch, good movie. Yeah. Wanderlust, really good movie. I don't know if you've seen that one or not. Yeah. Um, the Bounty Hunter, I haven't seen that one. I, You know, Gerard Butler really carries it. He does. He's got... He's got a few movies where he's really good at. Yeah. Uh law abiding citizen. That one ooh, that one's really good. It's not his birthday, so 
and we'll get sorry, Gerard. We might hit it someday. Um, what's one I was just thinking of? We are the Millers. She's really good in that. Yeah. One. Yeah. So absolutely. So you're <laughs> this is gonna be a show, man. I can't wait to watch the playback. <laughs> Moving right along. 1977 American music, uh, musician and artist and producer. Yep. Um, I just had his other band that he's a part of. Uh lost something. Fort Minor? Fort Minor. Their song. It's on the slide. Where'd you go? I can't see it. I'm looking at my notes. Okay, fine. Because I actually take notes. Yeah. And then forget that I take them and send them to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's where I get the list of things from to make the, the slideshow. Well, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like, And you do your job well. Thanks. You do. You, I, just, you really do. Just don't look at it. It would look really bad if I did it. It would look crayon drawn. <laughs> so. Just PowerPoint. It's easy. Anyway, Mike Shinoda. <laughs> I... I've never used PowerPoint before. Okay. That's easier than you think. Literally the first time that I ever saw how to make a PowerPoint, like like the back side, it was when you said that's the first one and I pulled up PowerPoint on my computer. Oh, okay. So 45 years plus. Yeah. Never really seen it. Give or take. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's easier than you think to make it look like you have half a clue what you're doing. Sure. I get yep. it. Ta-da. Yeah. So. Half a clue. Uh, solo credit for uh, Post Traumatic 3 song EP, reflecting on the death of Chester Bennington, yeah. one of my all-time favorite bands, Linkin Park. Yep. Seen them three times in concert. Really? Once at a festival. That's cool. That was awesome. I bet. Um, I saw them at the Coliseum when we used to have concerts here. I saw them at the arena downtown here. Cool. And then I saw them at uh, Warp Tour. Very before, cool. Right after they really hit a big with their first album. So... Yep. It was like with them and Fallout Boy and that's badass. Bowling for Soup. Okay, you know them. Uh huh. California band. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew WK. Mm-mm. You'd probably know him if you I'm, saw. I'm him. sure. Probably. Most people know his song because you hear it on on a lot of college football ads. Uh, oh, gotcha. Party. We, we party hard. I think is what it's called. Anyway, Andrew WK. So the way the Warp Tour, they had it here in Wichita out at the, the old Greyhound Park. Greyhound Park was shut down, so they had all Ruffin's land out in front of it to use. And uh, they had certain areas to where they had semi-trailers, like, linked up. It was almost a uh, maze to get back to where it was going. <clears throat> so they would fold down the side of a trailer, mm-hmm. and then you would that was your stage. Sure. <clears throat> they would have it all sectioned off to where you had. Oh, the crowd and everything there was all standing room only. Well, Andrew WK was one guy, and then he's, he, you know, he had a keyboardist, he had a drummer, and he had a bassist and a guitarist. That was it. Pretty basic. It was bones for a power yeah. chord. I mean, hell really was what it was, but he moved around so much on that stage. He shook the trailer. That's cool. Okay. Jumping around Just and getting in it, getting after it. Right. So, we went back there to see Bowling for Soup. We knew who Andrew WK was. <clears throat> he was whatever, novelty act. And uh, so we're standing kind of by the back, and uh, Bowling for Soup comes on. And as you know, their basis is like 450 pounds, and he's got a double ought in his tongue, so you can't understand him. <laughs> he, would, he would bounce his pick off of his stomach and catch it. And he, he played bass with a pick. That's um, awesome. Because he couldn't get his hand around enough to. Oh, to actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming at that point. Um, but we're standing near the back, me and my buddy Wes and and friend of his from from uh, from college. And we're standing back there. Also, we hear, hey, guys, do you, do you mind moving a little bit so I can watch the show? 
And I, you know, turned around kind of like, man, what the? And it was Andrew WK sitting back there. Oh. And he was just at a table. Yeah. By himself. I don't know if he was supposed to be signing autographs or what, but he was there. Yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Hey, great set. He's like, cool. Hey, do you guys like beers? Like, we love beers. Who doesn't love beers? So we sat there and watched Bowling for Soup with Andrew WK and had beers. That's he had epic. A, he had a cooler of 24 ounce Miller Lights and we just pounded them. Awesome. That, that, yeah. I have some good stories. Fair. Yeah, my life should be a movie, but it would be a lot of boringness. And then huge things that happen. Random things of amazing. And right. Then, and then back to boring for three or four hey, years. Do you guys then... like beers? You guys like beers. It was the way he said it too. He's like, hey, do you guys like beers? I can still see his face too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> totally. Again, 24 ounce Miller Lights. Right. I think I had like six and I had already had a few before that, you know, sure. little drafts in the plastic cups. Yeah. It was a good day that I remember most of <laughs> moving on. Uh, this would be my, my woman crush. Okay. 1982. The world was given English actress, nor from the Tudors, nor from game of Thrones. And um, yep. she was, uh, the, the woman that, uh, captain America kissed. Yep. And the first captain America, we have miss Natalie Dormer. There it is. Yep. I don't know the one with her head shaved. I don't know the, that, I don't the know that vine tattoos. That's from Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. I didn't know she was in. Yeah. I haven't seen Hunger Games, so I didn't know she was. Okay, in but there you go. You got Captain America. You got Game of I, Thrones, I, and you got the Tudors. I tried to pull one from all of them. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at me. Look at that. We're on the same page for once. Uh the in memoriam segment for today. We have one. We have one, and 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 I told you before the show. I didn't know his name. Right. I had no idea. Until you see the picture. And then you see the picture and you go, oh. Lost this day in 1994, American actor and director. Yeah. Sorrel Brook. Book. 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 Not Brooke. I always say Brooke. And, and and you messed it up. I did. I knew I was going to. I told myself not to and I still did. Sure. So uh, most people know him as Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. J.D. Boss Hog. J.D. Boss Hog. Them Duke boys. Born in 1930, passed away on this day in 1994. Shorter actor. He was uh, actually a Shakespearean actor. He probably could have walked under this desk. I don't know if he was that short, but <laughs> you're not far off. Right. But uh, huge in personality. Big, big personality. Best known, like you said, as JD Boss Hogg. He was General Wilson Spalding Barker on MASH. You know, I feel like MASH has come up on our show in, in seven or eight episodes. MASH <laughs> seems to come up more than anything else. Do, 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 do. I don't know. It's a good show. The 4077. I still have not seen the movie. I need to. I don't think I've seen the movie. If I have, it, it was a while ago. I need to. But. Hmm. I Yeah, I've never seen it, but. Hey, do you like beers? <laughs> Come over and watch it sometime. I do like beers. <laughs> I do like beers. Wow. Just ask Andrew WK. Yeah. So, all right. And, and lastly, today, the reason we are here. February 11th. In more ways than one, the reason we're here. Yeah. Today is National Inventors Day. For our nation and for a few others. But it's not a worldwide thing, which I find kind of weird. Thus national. Right. So not World Inventors not Day. Exactly. Or... 
It's not Earth yeah. Day. Earth's Inventors Day. Earth's Inventors Day. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't be here if somebody didn't invent the Earth. <laughs> That's not how that works, is it? <laughs> well, depends on who you ask. I mean... I'm kicked out again. Oh, you're down. Yep. I oh. just, my, my screen flickered. Yeah. I hope it's still recording. It is on my end. Okay, so I'm still as, here. Look at somebody's still here, I yeah, guess. My, my other computer's still here, but it's not in the screen. <laughs> nice. Waiting on you to get back in. Waiting on me. And then you gotta share your screen again. I'm done. Yeah. Whoa. There we go. I have, I have nothing, nothing else to share. share. I know when we're late and slow and there now your microphone's muted again. Oh good. Yeah, I mean they okay. can Hear you. Okay. Anyway, you want to start? I'll start. By all means. <laughs> You're tripping all over yourself. Oh yeah. lordy. Um. So, do how far back do I want to go? Like from most current to. Let's end with most current. So start with your oldest. Like, oh my oldest. So we could be here for days, brother. Be here for days. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me grab my other computer. Is this the one with your notes on it? It's got some notes on it. All my notes are up here. I'm sure. Just, I'm sure. I just go full hog memory. <laughs> you know, whatever. Boss hog? Yeah. 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 Hey, do you like beers? <laughs> if not. I do like beers, <laughs> but I prefer whiskey. You know what? So do I. My first invention, as I'm just burping up a storm over here. So what we originally did was we were going to come up with three different time frames and we were all going to pick, you know, one from the 1700s, one from the 1800s, one from the 1900s. And I stuck to that. And you stuck to that. And so, so did Ryan for, for his, right. You know, for, for all of his efforts. Right. I'll mention his first. Okay. I'll give him a little. Right. A little credit. Good pay. job, Ryan. Hey, hey. Uh, Ryan's first one, 1783. The first parachute was invented. I do believe I almost went with that one as well. Oh, oh there's a bumblebee riding yeah, by. So we drive by on a weed eater. Um, <laughs> but it's the first uh, usable parachute. Sure. Because if you look back, Da Vinci came up with a concept of a parachute back in 15. I don't know. And um, <laughs> I think it was 1521, for being honest. 15. <laughs> yeah, internet went down. Yeah. Um yeah. you're breaking up. I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I do believe that was the first usable parachute. Sure. Um, and if and if Ryan was here, he'd probably be able to uh, back that up. Lollygagger. So that was his first one. Uh my oh. first one, I went with I gotta find the actual date that I use because it's 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 a little it's not seventeen hundreds. It's a little contested. I went um pre seventeen hundreds. A little bit. Uh, the year is 1494. <laughs> hey guys, and for anybody that ever wants to know anything that matters, Justin set up the time frames. Justin was the one that said, "Hey, let's do like 1700s, 1800s, and then." And but then I think like, as I'm going to take my own rules and just throw them out the window. I think as we're figuring out that I don't read my own notes. No, often. And when something fits as well as it does, then you guys are okay it. with it. I'm... <laughs> My only problem is you didn't. Bring I didn't it. bring a prop. You're you right. didn't bring any whiskey. I, I know. I know. That's that's my only issue. I thought about it. You should have. I you should've. thought you should have, bro. I was up late last night. 
I don't care. I know. I mean, I could go get some. I but could. then it, but then it would be you for quite a while. I don't know how much I can talk about and then <laughs> I'd have to go to the other side of this building to get some. Anyway, 1494, um, the Irish invented whiskey. Weird. So keep in mind though that the uh, the Macedonians were really they created beer. Sure. Beer is not whiskey. Fact. They figured out that fermenting uh, certain botanicals that they could change the the flavor of things. Mm-hmm. However, they did not create the whiskey. They created different forms of alcohol. Fast forward through the years, you get all the way to the, the, the Middle Ages. You come up into Ireland and those lovely sons of bitches that are my, my, my forefathers figured out that if you put them in barrels and cask them, let them sit for a while, a few years here and there, uh, the fermentation actually turns into a lovely brown elixir. Nectar of the gods. Nectar of the gods uh, that we call whiskey. However, if you are in Ireland, whiskey is spelled with an E. Right. Here in the rest of the world, there is no E. Why, you ask? Nobody knows. There's really not a reason. But there, there was a reason they got so drunk they don't remember it. <laughs> that's, that's that's my probably not wrong. Yeah, probably not wrong. So the word whiskey or whiskey, if you're Irish, whiskey is an <laughs> Anglic. Uh, Angl- it's a big, what? It's a big long word of the classical Gaelic word usage. Okay. U-I-S-G-E. U-I-S-G-E. There's no pronunciation, guys. I'm winging the fuck out of it. Here's the deal, though. Is that since mine is the one that controls the audio, I think when I get booted, you get cut. Fun. Okay. I don't think you get booted. <laughs> I just get cut, and then your mic doesn't pick me up. So that's that's even better. Right. right. But we do have three very loyal people. Just <laughs> sticking in. Still, and we are all the struggle us. So God bless all three of you. I owe you a drink, whoever you are. Leave us a comment or something. So <laughs> leave us. A, just go to the Facebook. You see who's commenting and, oh, fair and all that. Good. Stuff. So from whiskey, we get scotch. Scotch is just literally whiskey that was made by Scots. Right. There is no difference. All whiskey, all scotch is whiskey. Not all whiskeys are scotches. There it is. Same with bourbon. That is the rule? Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Let's Bourbon's American. It is. Um, so the Guild of the Barber Surgeons, which is basically just a barber college <laughs> yeah. from way back in the day, uh, is, is the earliest mention of whiskey in Ireland and Scotland. And it comes from the Annals of Clon... C-L-O-N-M-A-C-N-O-I-S-E, Clon McNoise, which if you want to know what that is, that is really just a, an Irish chronicle. Kind of like record keeping, Encyclopedia Britannica, if Fantastic. you will, of the Irish. Yeah, uh, that is the earliest mention, and that would be in fourteen ninety three. 
Uh, the the uh, Annals of Clon McNoise, Clon McNoise. I can't pronounce it. It's a lot of letters thrown together. Uh, <laughs> Lots of vowels. Right. Um, covered events in Ireland from prehistory up to 1408. And then it became the uh, McGonagan's book as it, after it was trans. I can say McGonagan, but I can't say Clon McNoise. Um, but then it was turned over into the, the Connell of the historian. Uh, David Siller, who was the Lord Lion King of Arms in Scotland, concluded that it dates from 1627. So it depends on where you really. Sure. What you subscribe to is when they, they change it over and change the names and all the fun things such as that. However, um, 18th century, the Acts of Union merged uh, England and Scotland, and thereafter taxes on distilled spirits rose dramatically. And then from there, all the battles started over whiskey. Yes. Whiskey, as some of them call it. But, uh, I mean, the American Revolution, George Washington operated a large distillery at Mount Vernon. So even in our country's early history. Whiskey's involved. Whiskey's involved. That's fantastic. Um, at one point, it was a form of currency. Um, it still could be. No, I will mow grass. I will hang Christmas lights. I'll take them down. You give me a bottle of whiskey. Right. I will do things. I don't want to go too far with that one. No, no, stop. <laughs> I did. I no, but, but like, so I don't want to go you know what I'm saying? Way. Like if, if somebody says, hey, I need a transmission change to my car. Cool. Bottle of whiskey. I'm I'm there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had people come and help do things, you know, at the house. Yeah. Move some things for a bottle of whiskey. I, I have gotten whiskey from my father-in-law. Yeah. The last two Christmases, Woodford Reserve is the last one. He's up in his game. Okay, good, um, yeah. You know, it's 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 a great gift. It's a form of currency. It has started wars. It has ended wars. It has been the one mainstay in history since the late 1400s. <laughs> since as far back as when it was invented. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but alcohol has been a mainstay in history since the Babylonians, oh, from since the Macedonians back in you know. Right, and that's that's BCE time before <laughs> Common Era. Whoa. Whoa. There you go. No, whiskey's, whiskey's great. I get a bottle of whiskey for birthdays. I get them for whatever. Sometimes my wife lets me buy a, a bottle that I did try last night, that black currant one. How was it? It's really good. It's a higher proof than I, I normally. It's like a 90, 90 proof. I 90 proof if I remember what yeah. the label said. Yeah. But it's got a, a gargoyle stopper, and it pours through the mouth, <laughs> which is super cool. Right. Well, it was funny because I was I was looking at it, and I, I when I first got it home, I was like, it doesn't pour. And I went to go try to pour it, and there's another stopper on the that, inside. Yeah. Got to take that out. There was one on the top, and then there's one on the inside. I was like, oh, that's that, that works a whole lot there better now. Go. Makes a little more but sense. Yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. It's got like a brownish red color to it, and it pours like I said out of the mouth of a gargoyle. Nice. nice. We should get that here. Yeah, we'll see. It's gimmicky. People buy gimmicks. It is, but they don't buy the bottle. You could sell the bottle. I know. Anyway, we'll talk we'll about that off, off the air. Yeah, we'll get there. So, uh, <laughs> whiskey is not just one and done. So, no, you have malt gosh, whiskey, no. which is made from malted barley, and then you've also got grain whiskey, which is made from any type of grain. Right. You know why? Because they don't care. Make the whiskey. So, uh, malts and grains are combined in various ways. You have single malt whiskey. Which has one kind. Pretty Self-explanatory yeah. on that one. Uh, then you've got blended malt whiskey. Right. 
pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, then you've got blended whiskey. Which is different kinds of whiskeys blended together. Correct. Okay. Then you've got cask strength. Which is which is higher. Whiskeys are rare, and usually only the very best whiskeys are bottled in this way. So cool. it, it's it's a different process. It's more more involved. Right. Um, and then you've got single cask, also known as single barrel. Whiskeys are bottled from an individual cask, and often the bottles are labeled with specific barrel and bottle numbers. I have a few of those at home. Um, they're collectors' items, collectors' editions, things like sure. that. One-offs here and there. Um, yeah. Uh, then you get to the American style. You've got bourbon whiskey, which, for being honest, uh, really, it, unless it comes from Bourbon County, it can't be considered bourbon. Right. However, there's bourbon style. Well, it's like champagne has to come from the champagne, champagne region of, of France. Exactly. Uh, bourbon is made from mash. It consists of 51% or at least 51% corn or maize if you're indigenous. Uh, an Asian new charred American white oak barrels. So that's how you get the. That's what it takes. That's to how be you a... get the bourbon style. Sure. Is that it's in a white oak barrel and it's at least 51% corn or maize. Right. Um, but unless it actually comes from Bourbon County, it's not true bourbon. Uh, then you have corn whiskey, which is uh, made from mash. It consists of at least 80% corn uh, and is not aged. It's just. There's the kicker. It's Fermented just and just bottled. Great fire. Ooh. So uh, then you have malt whiskey, which is made from at least 51% malted barley. Uh, you've got your rye whiskey, which is at least 51% rye, which I prefer rye. Okay. Uh, they're a little like, like you were talking, I, I think you were commenting on it, but they're a little sweeter. Yeah. Uh, than, than just a regular barley. Right. Um, and then you've got rye malt whiskey, which is consists of at least 51% malted rye. And then you have wheat whiskey, which is made of uh, the mash consists of at least 51% wheat. So, okay. So in order to be a certain style, it has to be more than half of that particular grain in the mash. And that so, makes sense. It's yeah, got to be the yeah. majority, whether it's 51, 70, whatever, it's got to be the majority. Right. Sure. Um, no more than 80% alcohol by volume to be considered a whiskey. Otherwise it turns into moonshine, right? Which again, runs in my family. Yep. Um, my mom's side, my grandpa on my mom's side, um, was a moonshiner for years during the great depression and That's prohibition and all that. Awesome. Um, also Cajun. So a Cajun moonshiner. moonshiner. Yeah. they they were down all around Arkansas, around the Louisiana border, all that yep. area down there. Um, snowball, Arkansas. <clears throat> if you want the exact location of where, like your snowball arc. It's on the side of a mountain that didn't get snow. Um, <laughs> then you've got light whiskey, blended whiskey, spirit whiskey. Um, Australians have Australian whiskey, which uh, uh, da, 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 it's, it's it, Liquid Gold Awards. It's one mini. Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible. I don't think I've ever had an Australian whiskey. I don't think I have either. A lot of people have had Canadian whiskey. Right. Um. Crown is is it Crown Royal? Crown Crown's yeah. Canadian. Crown, <clears throat> God, excuse me, Seagrams, Weisers, um, another one. Then you got Danish whiskey, English whiskey, Finnish whiskey, French whiskey, Georgian whiskey. That would be the country, not the state. Georgia, Big G. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, German, Indian, Irish, uh, Japanese, Mexican. I mean, you name it. Japanese. Other... I mean, that's um, sake. That's rice. That's wine, though, isn't it? That's rice wine, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. production began in the 1920s 
uh, before 2000, Japanese whiskey is primarily for the domestic market and exports were limited. In recent years, though, Japanese whiskey has grown in popularity, uh, such as Suntory. I've heard of that. And Nika. Okay. So, I've heard of Suntory. There we go. <clears throat> then you got Mexican whiskey, or as they call it, water. Um, <laughs> Scotch, sweetest time. I mean, there, there's you, right. you name the country, and it's there. So they, they make it somewhere. It's too good not to. Right. Right. So the color, and it's got to be a brownish, reddish right. hue right. to it. So, so there we go. Cool. That is a brief wading into the history of whiskey. Fair enough. Yeah. And and. I like whiskey. <laughs> me too. It just doesn't have to be. It can be that simple, though. For me, it's yeah. it's what kind of whiskey? How do you like? I, I like it neat. I like it kind of on the chilled side. I've got these little steel liquid filled balls that I keep in the freezer, and yeah. they, they they keep it cold, so it's a little bit chilly. I don't really add water to it. I've added you know a couple drops here and there, but yeah, I, I'm, I mean, not I like a, I'm not an on the rocks kind of guy. I just like it cold. I like it on the rocks. Okay. And that way the, I mean, I, I, it takes me a lot longer, lot longer to drink a lot longer to drink it. The ice melts. It refills it a little bit. No, it doesn't. It, it waters down. it down. It does. It doesn't it, refill it. I said a little bit. Unless you're the, freezing whiskey. The it drink fill goes your... up. And that's, that's, that's anyway. it, it's a million dollar idea though. If you can freeze the whiskey. <clears throat> so get it cold enough. You freeze anything. Right. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. There, there's 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 plenty of ways to chill your whiskey if you like it that way. Drink it on the rocks. Drink it neat. Drink it as an old fashioned. Um, when we went to Kansas City a few weeks ago, I had a smoked old fashioned. Yeah, I want to do that here. Um, I'll see if I can get a blowtorch in here for us to use. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different ways you can drink it. Yeah, um, and and it really is user's choice. So. It's versatile. So I do want to try that that one that I just got that black currant one. Yeah, in an old fashioned because it's already got that citrus and the and the berry flavors of the sure. cherries and stuff. Sure. So a black currant finished whiskey, and I'm not a big finished whiskey guy like a peanut butter whiskey and sure. all the other ones. That, this one's not bad though. It's not bad because it's it's really strong. Yeah. 90 proof is is 45% alcohol, which is higher than right. a lot. It's got a pretty good bite to it. Yeah, it's got a real good bite. And then it's kind of got that berry on the backside. And you kind of go, okay. oh, cool. I got it's, you. It's not like you're drinking something that's in your face. Right. Black. I mean, black currants aren't that that strong of a flavor anyway. It's not a no, cherry. It's but... not a raspberry. It's not. It's just decent. Right. I, like it. I mean, it's, you know, throw in some, some black walnut bitters with it. Yeah. And and that be. I mean, that is an old fashioned, then, as it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, Sounds but good. I think it'd be good with it. So maybe some chocolate. Ooh, chocolate bitters would be good with it too. Yeah, throw that in there and mix up a little sugar. Put an orange Man. peel for zest. I'm having an old fashioned night. That's for sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, so there's whiskey. So on so, your on to mine. In 1776. There was some stuff happening here in that, that year, I'm, some I'm sure. people were angry. But over in England land, England land. <laughs> there was obviously, there was steam engines. And, and we all know the Newcomen steam engine, of course, because that's, that's yeah, right? <laughs> How do you not know the Newcomen steam engine? Right. What it was is it was a the, the first one. But in 1776, James Watt, the, 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 Watt. the, the reason we... Measure yeah. things in watts and not Newcomen's. Why? Took <laughs> fair. <laughs> 
took the idea, and this is where I was alluding to earlier, the idea of a steam engine and made it better. He did not invent, the, James Watt did not invent the steam engine. Full stop, he did not invent it. He improved upon it. He was improving on it because he had an employer that wanted him to work on the Newcomen engine. And this is rubbish. And he just found inefficiencies. He found Scottish or Irish. Yeah, it wasn't really just <laughs> British. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of rolling R's there. Yeah. Rubbish. But he he found that the the Newcomen engine was one that was used atmospheric pressure and a vacuum okay. from steam. So there's a, a cylinder and a piston. Sure. And I'm going to use this with my hands because <laughs> I don't have a, <laughs> a picture of it. But Hold on, I'll blow the, you up. I'll make you bigger. There is a cylinder. That's that's you bigger. I'm getting I'm getting there. But anyway, there. That's all on you. Steam was fed into a cylinder with a piston at the bottom, and the piston rose from the weight of the the. There's a, an arm that, that pumped water out of coal mines, and that's what the, the reason they had steam engines at first was to pump water out of coal mines because as you dig for coal, sure. water settles, sure. and then you can't mine anymore. So they would they wanted the water out, and they built a pump that was ran by a steam engine, and that steam engine used a vacuum right. and atmospheric pressure to move a piston up and down. Gotcha. But what the steam engine did was barely enough to overcome atmospheric pressure, which our bodies do naturally. Right. So you can imagine it wasn't that strong of an engine. No, it, but I mean... It, it, right. And James Watt found that inefficiency, and he's like, we can do this better. Sure. And he took... So the, the, the first engine shot steam into the cylinder, it raised the piston up, and then a little jet of water was shot in. And that little jet of water turned all the steam and cooled everything down, condensed it. It created a vacuum. Then atmospheric pressure right. took over and drove the piston down. Right. And that's where the power came from. The power came from when it came back down, came back down right. from the vacuum. Great. James Watt said, what if we put steam on both ends? Created force pushing and on both sides. For, and and, and yeah. he, you could create and you could use the force from. Use the force. Yeah. <laughs> You could, you could use that force to drive the piston in both directions. And if you're driving it in right. both directions, then you can add a flywheel. And that was the big thing. He so turned, push, push it on both ends. Push on both ends. And then it drove a wheel it's that, that wheel. made it a rotational force. Right. And then it's a constant. So the pump, the, the original pump was working only when it was under power. But if you're driving right. a wheel, then you can put fins it's on constant. a pump and you can, it's right. a constant. Constant power. James Waddle, he also put on a, a really cool, um, kind of like a governor. So it had, okay. it had a spinning aperture on it that when it spun too fast, it would lower the steam pressure. And then as the, Right. Otherwise, it, it, it would govern itself, so it wouldn't right, run away. It right. wouldn't just go faster and faster and faster, well, and, like you'd think, like a locomotive chugging and chugging and chugging, and then right. it just goes into oblivion. It actually had the a governing heats up body too much, and the, the parts start to melt down and explode. Right. And and and, and metal working in the 1700s wasn't the greatest, but there were good <laughs> minds. Right. They were like, "Hey, we got to control this. We've got to make sure that it's not something that gets blown up." Sure. Which is really cool. And he also took the idea of an external condenser. So 
the original engine was all self-contained in one unit. Oh, sure. He yeah. found that if I you take it, you yeah. take separate parts, you can keep certain hot parts hot and cold parts cold, and, and it's going to be more in, efficient. They can all work in harmony. And, exactly. Yeah. You don't want the, your engine block to be at the same temperature as your the head of your engine. Right. You don't want your valve train to be running at the same temperature as your, you know, crankshaft at the bottom of the engine. They need to be at different temperatures. They all the run. things, right. right. They have to work well, and the better things work together even separately, the more efficient they're going to be. There you go. And he found that out. So that's pretty cool. That sounds like a lot of sleepless nights to me. Over something that doesn't, and, and that was the crazy thing yeah. when you think about it. It was over something that kind it, that worked it, and existed. It already existed. It did a job. But he pulled other ideas out of obscurity and found All ways right. to automate the valves opening it. Because as... And he also had an articulating arm on the top of articulating? it. Articulating? Articulating. Okay. I was going to say, that, that, that's a word I don't know. It's... Arti- yeah. Articulating. Okay. It, okay. Okay. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't making fun of you. No, I, no, I, was, no. I was literally, I was like, ooh, what's that? What's that word? I've known everything you've talked about so far. And then <laughs> I don't know that word. And yeah. it wasn't a real word. You just mispronounced it. So. Thanks for making a whole thing out I of that. I didn't mean, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dick. It's okay. Not Richard. No. Yeah. But no, he... <laughs> He kind of made a a way to automate all his valve train. So sure. when the valves would open and when they'd move and close, it was all controlled by its the the, the engine itself. The itself, yeah. Which led the way for railroad engines and all the other engines going forward that ran on steam power, and sure. even still some other ones that may be running on on gasoline and jet fuel or all self contained. Jet fuel, fuel, weird moonshine, yeah. We're going full circle without Slang even knowing term. it. Without even knowing it. Weird. Didn't plan that one at all. Yeah. Anyway. That's all I got on. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Yeah. Pretty and, cool. And imp- he created the Watt. Yeah. You could say that. The Nukeman. <laughs> the Nukeman. I mean, it's, it's a just, mouthful, man. Yeah. We'd probably call it the Nuke. Well, now, this one runs on 800 nukes. That'd be cool. <laughs> Would it? Until the. Until the nuke was invaded. Yeah, and then find something else. Call that. The nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. (laughs) George Bush. Yeah. Let's see. Ryan's second one from the 1800s. Yay, Ryan. 1829, the Braille system was invented, which means that blind people could read with their fingers. My only question with that, because I don't have a lot of information because Ryan was doing it. Right. How do blind people find Braille to read to start with? How do you know where to look for Braille? You're told. And you're intelligent enough to understand. When I go to said place, I need to look for... No, and I, and I, I, I understand the words you're saying. <laughs> right. I also know that if I put a blindfold on right now and knew I had to go take money out of, it, out of an ATM, I know the steps to do that. Sure. I cannot find an ATM while I'm blind right now. No, but again, once I got there, I could I could feel the buttons because sure. in my mind, Braille and ATMs go hand in hand for some. But reason. you're also doing it from a sighted person's perspective, right? You're not able to wrap your mind around it from a blind person's perspective, which that is all that they know. That is, their sight is with their hands, right? It's and, very impressive to me. But I just and their their sense of smell and right and all it, the things. Fair. But how did you know what an ATM was? You were taught. Yeah. The thing that gets me is, why is there Braille on a drive-up ATM? 
Okay, that's just because they make the same ATM everywhere. I know. <laughs> but you got to ask. Oh, yeah. You got to ask. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Braille. Braille. Series of dots you can read with your fingers. That's all I got. What did you just feel there? Did you have a sentence? It said move on. <laughs> Please subscribe. I was tired. By your fingers. <laughs> well, I got nothing. <laughs> I really got nothing. <laughs> ah, moving on to my next one. I did stick to the time frame with this one. The 1800s. Yeah. Uh, the year 1885. John Pemberton, a pharmacist, uh, created a miracle elixir called Coca-Cola. Oh. Oh, and we all know it now as Coke. Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Coke, unless you're of the older generation, then it is Coca-Cola. Right. Because there was Pepsi-Cola and Royal Crown Cola. and Oh, there's plenty of other. Other colas. Right. So cola really just means that it was made from the coca bean. It's a uh, coca-flavored drink. So originally it was, it was made with alcohol, but you know, teetotalers and all that, they forced him out. And so he needed to replace it, the alcohol substance with it because he was using it as, again, as a pharmacist, he was using it to help cure. Like they thought brandy and they thought whiskey and they thought beer could cure certain ailments, sure. certain issues that you had. So he was in the mind frame, the mindset of trying to create a new one. But see, that made sense with beer. Sure. When water supplies were not the purest, but you have to boil water to make beer. Sure. Then it makes the water better. And people didn't understand, obviously, the microorganisms that were alive. Right. And, and we and understand that well now. Water. Exactly. Right. But to make beer, you kill off all those things that people were getting sick from. Right. So I get it. Right. I understand where they would think beer, whiskey just made your problems go away. We made you forget about him anyway. Well, at least, yeah, yeah they at least yeah. forgot. But no, that made total sense though. Beer, if you, all you drank was beer, you yeah. got less less sick. It sure. must be a medicine. Sure. It must be something that helps you feel better. Sure. Until you stop drinking and the hangover hits you and you feel like shit for three days. <laughs> right, right. And the older you get, the longer that feeling lasts. Yeah. So I said three days. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> trust me, I know. Yeah. It's called Kansas City. <laughs> um, so a little little background on John Pemberton. He was a Confederate colonel. Uh, he also had a medical degree. Um, he was wounded in the uh, Civil War, and he was addicted to morphine. Okay. As they were back then because everything hurt because it was very rudimentary. Right. Um, we'll call them hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Question they mark. They would be sent to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he was on a quest to find a substitute for for the problematic drug morphine. Um, he was at he worked at Eagle Drug and Chemical House in Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Um, and he came up with, like we said, it was an alcohol based, a Pemberton's French wine coca nerve tonic. Okay. He was trying to fix his own ailments, as well with his medical background, his medical degree. He, you know, yeah, worked with what he knew. Sure. Um. Pemberton Sonic may have been inspired by the formidable success of Vin Mariani, a French Curaçao coca wine. So he, he he didn't just come with it, come up with it out of nowhere. Um, he did have a basis to jump off of, kind of like with the steam engine. He improved it, right? You know, so sometimes the best and the best inventions aren't the first one. Right. Correct. Correct. They're improved upon inventions. 
Just ask Thomas Edison. Right. Um, so, <laughs> in, so in 1885 is when he created that in 1886. Atlanta Fulton County passed prohibition legislation. Pemberton responded by developing Coca-Cola, a non-alcoholic version of his own French wine, Coca. So I uh, replaced that with the Coca leaf, um, which is basically putting cocaine instead of alcohol in what it just wasn't the ground up fine powdery. Right. Um, scientifically diluted down. It was, it was cocaine, but it wasn't right. cocaine. Right. Yeah. Um, and it appealed to many in the temperance movement um, that enjoyed white support during the time. Um, first one on sale May 8th, 1886. So not long after he invented it, he had to change it, and then he put it on sale, and it ran from there. Um, initially sold for five cents a glass. I'll take it. <laughs> right. Um and it, it was sold at Jacobs Pharmacy in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So Atlanta was a big hub back then, uh, just as it is now. So very, um, you know, post-Civil War, uh, the, the, the demographics that they, that they had in that area were starting to diversify. Sure. Um, you know, you're 20 years past Civil War, you're a generation ahead. So there you go. Sure. Um, he claimed that it would cure for many diseases including morphine addiction. Shocker. I know. Weird. Uh, indigestion as everything back there seemed to. Right. All the, all the Mr. Mystic, mystic tonics. Headaches. Yeah. As everything back. Right. You give seemed to, right. Uh, nerve disorders, hmm. which is what ailed him. And impotence. Interesting. So drink Coca-Cola. Your stuff works again. Yeah. And you're a little high, so... Yeah. Uh, he ran the first... <laughs> I think that's more it than anything. You yeah. think it works. Yeah. Um, anyway, he ran the first advertisement uh, in May 29th of 1886 in the Atlanta Journal. So he really jumped on the, let's go, let's... Yeah. Let's let's make some money. So uh, 1888, three versions of Coca-Cola were sold uh, by three separate businesses. So they took the formula. They didn't really have a patent on it. Right. And they ran with it. Um a co-partnership been formed on January 14th, 1888 between Pemberton and four Atlanta businessmen. I'll save you their names because they are not noteworthy who they really were. Pemberton really was the sure. driving force. Uh, they did have one, one guy, his last name was Bloodworth. That was cool. That's neat. Is it right? I've... Just why not? Thomas. Bloodworth. They have different, different, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't codified in any single document. Verbal agreement was given uh, by Asa Candler years later and asserted under testimony that he had acquired a stake in Pemberton's company in, back in 1887. So, sure. Run with the fast forward. There are hundreds of different flavors of Coca Cola now, depending on where you are in the world. Um, th there, there's the you know Coke Zero that has zero sugar. You have Diet Coke that has one put an aspartame in it. And now it's got some other, um, some other different sweetener in it instead of sugar. Right. Um, and then you've got ev literally every flavor of fruit you can think of in. Oh yeah. In your Coke. So then there was the whole new Coke classic Coke when they changed the recipe and, right. and everybody hated it. Right. And classic Coke doesn't taste like classic Coke. New Coke tastes worse than classic Coke. And it all tastes the same to me. I think it was a placebo effect. You know, people just you know how thought great, it was supposed to taste different. You know how great it would be if they did change the recipe 
called it new coke <laughs> and it said sorry sorry we're gonna go back it's 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 and it was still that and it was recipe. the same thing and everyone still, was like oh my god it tastes so much better it's so better again it's so better so there you go uh let's see the um the name coca-cola was first used in a book in 1950. okay so that's that's really when it was changed over to the the product that we're sure. known we're so privy to now so <laughs> and in some parts of the southern culture it is still all soda is referred to as coke you go to a restaurant right you say can I get a Coke? Coke and they're going to say, what flavor would you like? What yeah. kind would you like? I don't know what he got. They'll say Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, Coke. Right. So It's just um, Coke. Right. And to come full circle, Mountain Dew was originally made by moonshiners to cut their moonshine. Nice. See, I'm linking all mine together. That's, that's fun. At least those two. <laughs> I don't know how I can link the last one to the rest of it, but. I'm going to get my first and last at least. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't think I have any more notes really. Well, then I should move on to my second one. I was looking for if there was any. Yeah, no, there isn't really anything else to, of, of, of noteworthy. I could throw numbers at everybody all day. Right. I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd bore them. Well, that's why mine are up here. Right. It, it, I may stumble. I may stutter some. I might not quite find the right word. And that's fine. I also don't have notes in front of me though. So, because. Are you? Trash it on me? No, they're just different styles. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would never. I would that. never, sir. Right, right. Um, yeah, moving on. So the year's eighteen fifteen now. <laughs> In the way back machine. Whoa. Well, you were eighteen eighty five. Eighty five, and I'm eighteen fifteen. So we right. kind of did this a little bit out. Right. But imagine yourself a coal miner. In the eighteen Ooh. early eighteen hundreds. <laughs> I will. You're under underground. It's dark. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dank. And the only way that you can see where you're swinging your pickaxe is by candlelight. Well, that's, that's not good. It's, Can it's, it's not bad. Candles only last so long. Candles only last so long. Even if you use an oil lamp, they only last so long. But Perfect. And they only put out so much light. Wattage. No, hey. hey. Whoa. I could connect. You on. did do it. God, look at the big brain on me. You know, it's funny. I actually, I'll, I'll get back to what I was going to talk about because I'm going to forget this if I don't. <laughs> I used to play a game when I was really, really busy in the Air Force. Called what or nuke? No. <laughs> okay. I found that there's only, you could connect any two pages on Wikipedia for any two subjects just by clicking on hyperlinks within like six pages. So six degrees of Wikipedia? Yeah, you can actually do six degrees of Wikipedia on on, the, on just clicking on hyperlinks for all of them, and we could do like ketchup <laughs> and like the SR seventy one Blackbird, and you can still <laughs> somehow find a way to click on enough hyperlinks within their pages that you can get to it within six, six pages. Moves, yeah, it's yeah. actually kind of like I said, it was only when I was really busy in the Air Force that, that we <laughs> really would do that. Really busy. Yeah. So for the next two weeks, if you're bored at work or home, yeah. Find the most obscure six degrees that you can connect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What Let us know can do. if you can make that work. On I mean, give us. We, we want to know what uh, two things you linked in six moves or less. But but the six moves don't necessarily have to be shared. No, I just the, want to know the obscurity what you of I can get from tree frogs to race cars. Yeah. Cool. 
hair ties to window clings. Exactly. You yeah. just kind of go, I can do this. And, and I literally just looked around the room. <laughs> Where do you see hair ties? I don't, but it was obscure. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So anyway. Anyway, back to wattage. Candles. Yes. Candles. Yeah. yeah. Humphrey Davy. Humphrey Davy. Humphrey Davy. He invented a, That's a name, man. Yeah, it is. Humphrey Davy. Humphrey Davy. <laughs> 1815 designed a lamp that would get rid of the biggest danger in a coal mine. Flame. Flame plus methane. Open flame equals kaboom. Well, because if, if you think about it, you're swinging an axe in the dark and all of a sudden you hit a pocket of invisible explosive gas. That's bad. <laughs> and it was killing thousands of people. It's uh, not good for your health. Okay. Okay. But it was just one of those things that was a, a, an inherent danger. You'd hit a methane pocket. You'd hit some kind of explosive gas pocket in the dark. And all of a sudden, the mine is on fire. And you kind of go, neat. This is going to be great. He found that flame so does... It's not my first time doing that. Weird. <laughs> Today? That too. That too, yeah. yeah. First time in the microphone on this show. Sorry, dude. I try to pre-open everything just just for that reason. Ah, it's more fun when you do it on the air. I guess you sound like an alcoholic, right? Ah. I got I gotta I gotta drink another one to get through what the crap on. Dude, I'm struggling. It's not because of you. Oh yeah, no. I told my wife about my my topics for the, this week, and she was like, "Oh, that sounds boring." Yeah, and then boringer. Uh, well, from the chat room um, at nine eighteen, I don't know who said it because it just says Facebook user, but um, they said they always learn from us guys. So cool, we're and doing I, something. And I'm happy right. to I'm happy to share knowledge to learn. I hope it's not boring. It's all about the storyteller. I hope it's not boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. Move on. So he found that, and this is a super cool thing. The problem sure. with mines and, and explosions was that the flame could propagate through an entire gas cloud. Oh yeah. Which is the quickly, quickly, <laughs> which explosively fast. Yeah. Explosively fast. What he found was that if the flame can't travel, the explosion stops, which sounds very easy to wrap your head around at this point. If you can have no flame, you have no explosion. Right. Right. But what if you can keep your flame just in your own oil lamp and that's what he did he encased a flame around a wire mesh like a screen door mesh sure and found that even if you introduce methane to the fire itself it'll react inside the mesh because it's still exploding right okay but it doesn't come out so the methane's still there. It contains inside the one so location. You, so you not only don't get an explosion anymore, you also get an early warning that there's a high gas propagation does, somewhere. Does the light get brighter, basically? Yeah, it, it okay. gets brighter. It flickers. It's, it's exploding inside this little wire mesh that's about this big cylindrically around the, the flame. Sure. So it goes, and it knows that it's there's methane there or some kind of explosive gas. Right, right, right. And everybody can get the hell out until they can ventilate the mine. Well, before they didn't, they use canaries in cages. Right. And because, you know, the canary died. Oh, got to move. Right. And we it, hit a methane pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and you either have to wait or, or whatever. Yeah. But this also took out that danger at the same time. For the canaries, for sure. <laughs> the canary population skyrocketed. <laughs> Just took off. Yeah. Whoa. They flew. They flew the coop. 
Woo. But yeah, it was just one of those That's really horrible. cool things that if you can stop an explosion, <laughs> you are a superhero. You're going to save so many lives. Oh, I thought we were going full circle to the last episode. Oh yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. maybe maybe super. I mean, Humphrey Davy wasn't in our last podcast, but he probably could have been. Should have been. He's he stopped a, explosions. Actual hero, right? I just thought it was cool because I watched a video of, of it, and the, a guy took a big long PVC pipe, filled it with methane, held a blowtorch to one end, and it went. <laughs> Right. And, and all of it just almost instantly. Sure. He put a screen in the middle, still filled the entire tube up, put the torch on one end, and the flame went Poof! and stopped. And stopped That's the, crazy. Screen. Get the screen. And then, and then he took the, the blowtorch on the other end, and it still ignited all the way to the screen. That so is the crazy. gas is still there. It's just a screen. It's just a screen, and the flame doesn't go through flame through screens. That's it. It gets confused what it just stops it just the flame <laughs> I mean, can't go through that's interesting. it's a really cool thing because if you think about it when there's a forest fire or a house fire or something just put a screen up the flames <laughs> just go through everything and the fire consumes all sure and all it takes is you to stop the flame and then you can stop an explosion that is crazy though yeah i mean something is pretty cool simple as a screen and you you encased right. it. You do it just the right way. And yeah. it's, what's crazy is that his invention still holds up today, because there's just no better way to to be in sure. a gas filled area sure. with an open flame. Now, would I want to try it out? I don't. I don't know. Uh, no. I might do the the tube thing because that was kind of neat. Sure, that's it a controlled cool. experiment. It looked really cool because yeah. in the dark you could see the blue flame propagating through and oh. then it hits a screen and just stops how bad was he puckered up the first time he went to a oh, mine? Yeah. oh god oh dang, yeah you couldn't get a grease baby in that guy <laughs> right so yeah. but it was just a really cool i thought it was a really neat, oh absolutely neat yeah. thing yeah. that somebody was like oh what if we just how do i stop this from happening right and it used it as a warning cool just cool. I just I can't wrap my mind around the fact that it's just a screen. Yeah, it's I mean, just I'm, I'm a sure wire that, mesh screen. I'm sure that it is a a, a very whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, certain size openings in the screen. It looks like a screen door. No, it's it's. But it's a smaller screen. If if it's a bigger, if it's a bigger one, then it can shoot that, through. That's but what yeah, I'm saying. It's got to be a certain like a screen door. Yeah, it's got to be certain size. Let me see if I can. It, it's a super neat thing. Let's see if you can pull that up there. Yeah. It's just a simple screen, and there's been different. Uh, I'm sure that there's been different takes on it, right? And, and now there's different, different iterations of it to to improve the. But yeah, it's what's just what I'm looking for. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But here, I'll I'll, I'll pull up a, a picture of it, and. It's just a screen and you would put oil down in the bottom and you'd light the wick just like a regular oil lamp and it had a screen on it. Crazy. And that can be an, that can be in explosive environments with no danger of explosion. Is it, is it just methane or? That was the, that was the biggest problem for them because they were the, down in coal mines and the biggest the methane. Right. Uh, it would work with any gas, sure, because that's it's a flame. It's not the gas that mattered. It was the actual flame can't escape the screen. Weird. Yeah. Awesome. But weird. Yeah. Pretty cool. So right on. 
Yeah. We'll go back to the big ones so they can't see the Chiefs crap behind them. <laughs> so, uh, so one Facebook user would like to know if the screen can prevent wives from arguments. No. I don't know you, who said you that. You can't stop those. Uh, oh. That is an unstoppable force. Just looked up. It's my buddy Miguel. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. And now good luck after that comment. <laughs> on your own that's funny uh so uh on to ryan's next one um he did and i, and I, I knowing that he wasn't going to be here i thought about taking it but i'm not going to steal a thunder okay um he went in 1972 magnavox odyssey was the first uh, video yeah. game console yeah i was looking up i was thinking about going with the atari Sure. 2600. And then I saw that the Magnavox Odyssey. And as I am researching, reading on it, he sends the text through our group text. <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. Right. You <laughs> beat like, beat me like, to he's it. He's like, what? I, go, I was literally reading about that and I was going to use it. Nice. So you guys can read on your own on that. There you go. So my next one. Uh, I went with, uh, <laughs> at first it was TBD because I wasn't sure. Yeah, you had no idea. Because I was researching. <laughs> uh, I was researching the Magnavox Odyssey and then he took my thunder and so I had a TBD. Um, but I went with 1943 James Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Created a popular kid's toy. Oh, Known as Silly Putty. Ooh. Ooh. It was originally uh, invented, created, because during World War II, that's 1943, um, scientists in, in, in America were looking for a different plastic compound. Okay. Because they had very few back then. They were looking for something that was pliable, something that was moldable, something that they could uh, manipulate. Sure. Without putting extreme heat to it in order to right. manipulate. Because an engine goes out. You've got this extreme plastic that's just napalm. Your, your yeah. engine falls, basically. Yeah. So, uh, what they found uh, was a silicone polymer okay. uh, that contains viscoelastic liquid silicones. What is viscoelastic? It means if you put enough um, friction to it, if you put enough movement to it, that it turns into an elastic like substance so you pull on it it stretches correct i'm smart uh it is a type of non-newtonian fluid that's a fun word right right so is ketchup what is a non-newtonian fluid you ask <laughs> <laughs> as a fluid that does not follow newton's law of viscosity um is variable variable viscosity depends on the stress so the more stress you put on it that it's going to act as a different type of substance right um for example Ketchup, in my notes. Was it really? <laughs> it is a non-Newtonian fluid. Uh, it becomes runnier when you shake it, so the more friction that's built up in it, it becomes runnier. It doesn't solidify. Um, many salt solutions, molten polymers, are non-Newtonian fluids. Um, substances such as toothpaste. Yeah. Starch. Okay. Uh, Cornstarch. Paint. Shampoo, custard, and one that's in every single one of us. Blood Fair. is a non-Newtonian fluid. So, Which is funny if you think about the, the substance that we need in our body, probably almost as much as water. 
right doesn't follow newton's laws right it's fun right so that's the whole blood is thicker than water it's a different type of fluid so, it's non-newtonian it is non-newtonian uh whereas water is newtonian right so uh the, the big characteristic that with with silly putty was that the the faster that it moved the more solid it became whereas other non-newtonian fluids the faster they become the more liquid they become sure okay um so if you throw it hard enough it'll bounce if you set it down and let it go it'll actually run like a like a liquid like a like water there there are pictures if you go to the facebook page of say a ball in water it doesn't pick up the water um you put it on a table with a hole it will actually pour through the hole the longer it sits there oh, it's, it's, it's not like it'll pour through like water right like you dump it down a hole and it just swirls and goes but the longer it sits there it will actually pull through the hole so that's like the if you mix the right was it cornstarch and water yes if you, you can hit it and it's solid you can walk on it it's solid but if you stop you'll just start sinking down in it quicksand kind of yeah, like yeah kind of cool um what is that stuff called there? So there's a YouTube channel I, I, I watch every so often called How Ridiculous. They're an Australian based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They throw stuff um, off of water towers and right. They've got that, that and... goop stuff that they'll put into like a kiddie pool. I can't remember what it's called. I don't, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can slap it and it, it doesn't move or whatever. But if you put something on it, it will. You put your hand it. on it, it'll just right. Yeah. But at the same time, you pull it back out, and then your hand isn't wet. It acts as a liquid, but it's, it doesn't. It's not a liquid. It doesn't act as a liquid. It's right. so weird. Um, it's like it's like Newton couldn't come up with a term for it. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm going to try and read some of these <laughs> ingredients, and I am going to fantastic. Bomb. Hit me. I mean, this is going to be the Pearl Harbor of pronunciations. Wow. I am just going to okay. get bombed left and right of this. So, the original coral-colored silly putty, which we all know, yeah, um, is 65% dimethylsiloxin. D-I-M-E-T-H-Y-L-S-I-L-O-X-A-N-E. -E. I mean, you lost me at the first R. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. siloxin. we'll go with that. Um, it's hydroxy-terminated polymers with boric acid, basically, is what it is. Okay. We, we've all heard of boric acid. Um, some people actually use that in some remedies, some home Hmm. Okay. Anyway, 17% silica. I can pronounce that one. Good job. Which is just uh, crystalline quartz. So that yep. is 9% uh, thixitrol. Castor oil, basically. Uh, it's a derivative of castor oil. Uh, let's see. 4% uh, polydimethylosiloxin. So it's the dimethylosiloxin plus a polymer added to it. Polydimethylsiloxin. Piece cake. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting there. Uh, 1% uh, decimethyl, some, some other words. 1% uh, glycerine, 1% titanium dioxide. <sighs> so I got through that one. I'm sure that I bored the bejesus out of a lot of people. Oh, we're up to four listeners. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> On the live stream. Um, but again, what they found was that the, the original petroleum-based uh, ink that they use in newspaper printing that the the silly putty would actually absorb the petroleum base mm -hmm. not just the ink itself but also the particular color of it right and see. so that it, you could lay it down on another piece of paper and you can actually it was part of an almost like a rudimentary printing press sure so the 
the way that this this substance that they created, like just throwing stuff in a mix it around and what happens oh to be um, a scientist working right. on that you just go, let's just throw a bunch of crap in here and right. and pray it doesn't blow up yeah if so we just need a really thin screen mesh uh, um but don't no um, uh close but just the the depending on how it's used and the the velocity which it's used the the just everything about it you could change it into several different ways. You can slowly pull silly putty apart and it acts as like a goo. You can quickly pull it apart and it breaks yeah. like a solid. It's pretty cool. So there you go. Here's my last one. Silly putty. Yay. Yay. So my last one I, I saw and I just had to say I dibs. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> dibs. And I'm not going to bore anybody too much, I hope. <laughs> but I could talk about it for nine years. Too late. Almost. Wow. <laughs> like I didn't bore the bejesus out of people. Actually, the mental gymnastics I used to try and get through those <laughs> chemicals. Yeah. Was, well, it's funny. Laughing at me, not with me. Gotcha. Yes, absolutely. Um, the early 1900s, the invention that I was wanting to talk about. Jet engines. Yeah. They really blow. <laughs> I wasn't uh, ready for that one. I was not ready for that one. Hans von Ohain. The German. The German physicist. Yeah. yeah. Worked with engines. And and, and and so before they were in planes, they used them in like laboratories and stuff like that to kind of use this. They, they, they. I mean, they're turbine engines there. Yeah. They weren't necessarily always at first looked at as a thrust producing entity, but it was an amazing way to get rotational force. Right. And that's cool. Um, they're compact. They, for the amount of power they produce, they don't have to be big. I, you know, when I was in, in the Air Force, I could, there were small jet engines turbine engines that we put inside the f-15 to get things started sure that you could if you can carry 150 160 pounds hold in your arms but it was enough to get the big engines going right which is cool so um for those that don't know jet engines are the internal combustion side of the external combustion of a steam engine Bad joke. I'm back. We're hiding, Hello. We're hiding the bad joke. Yeah. Whew. We're back. Who had the bad joke? Paul Schmidt. Oh, uh, my father-in-law. There it is. Yeah, cool. I thought it was a great joke. Thanks, Paul. Hey. Yeah. Canaries. Um, Go. So, jet engines. Jet I'll engines. Put up another picture for you to throw on the screen here. They blow. They, they do blow. They suck. <laughs> um, jet engines work in a very easy way suck squeeze bang blow just like a car engine does suck squeeze bang blow suck in air it yeah. compresses air yeah. it adds fuel bangs it out and it blows out the 
the backside. It's simple. So it's like eating chili. Sure. <laughs> it blows out the backside. Yeah. Again, yeah. bad yeah. joke. I'm... Yeah, it's it's okay. We're getting through it. Um, Are we? <laughs> sure. <laughs> One way or another. Somehow. Kicking and screaming. We're so sleeping, we're sleeping. Right. On... Um. So the first jet plane, the experimental Heinkel HE-178, flew August 27th, 1939. So the beginning of World War II. Yes. Germans were doing their German things all across Eastern with, Europe. With their little propeller planes. The little propeller planes. Yes. And then, I don't know if that was German or not. I don't, I don't think that was German. Nah. Nah. That was Russian. <laughs> nah. Um, but the engines that were being put in this plane were super, super gas inefficient. Oh, I'm like sure. They were just blowing through fuel, oh, I'm sure. which was a problem because they could get up, they could fly, and then they'd have to land again because they were out of gas. <laughs> I could just say, we're up. Oh, I got to come back. Oh, oh. I, I got it. And, well, we had to do that in Afghanistan. We would, the F-15s would take off, get up. Get up to a safe altitude away sure. from all the, the mortars and rockets. Sure. Get over in mountain range and then catch a tanker because they were out of gas. <laughs> Jesus. Well, an F-15 will run out of gas in 20 minutes. Sure. At full power. Sure. That's, but that's what they needed to get up to. Right. You have to get up and go. Yeah. But you can be out of gas in 20 minutes. That's crazy. If you're at max power. It's inefficient. Well, no, it's it's an incredible amount of power. It's inefficient. And put it put it in a mesh screen. Hear me out. No? No. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not an inventor. No. Um, no, an F-15 is the only plane to this day that can accelerate vertically. Straight up. Every other plane loses speed. Oh, accelerate vertically. Not, Excel just, not, 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 not just go vertical. Not fly vertical. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I thought the F-35 could. 35, right. Right, it can accelerate. It, it, right, it can nose go. Up, it can, nose it, up, tail down, it can fly up. Right, the... Faster, the longer it goes. It accelerates. It accelerates. F-16s slow down. F-22s, F-35s, they all slow down sure. as they're going up. Sure. They can get speed and they can they can do it for a while, but they're slowing down. Yeah. And F-15 has enough thrust from its two jet engines. But it runs out of gas. Well, you'll run out of altitude, too. <laughs> you end up in space. <laughs> it's only six miles. Yeah. So. Well, but that's Straight another up. reason why an F-15 is the best plane ever. Hey. My favorite plane is the F-15. The coolest plane is... A-10 Wardog. Or the Blackbird. Well, sure, bring that it guy ran out. out. It outran missiles. <laughs> Have you heard the... The Soviet uh, shot a missile at it, and they just stepped on the gas. <laughs> Have you heard the uh, guy? He was, he was a uh, pilot for the SR-71, and they were doing uh, just... They were earning seat time. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when they're messing with the the the, the well, ground the, speed? The F fifteen or F eighteen or whatever came yeah. over after. And there were just multiple. I mean, planes that were just trying to show their manhood. Right. <laughs> well, well. So it started with with one plane that was like a single single engine prop plane that called into the tower to get a ground speed right. reading because that's what they had to do because he didn't have the instruments on board right. to do so. And then a twin engine Beechcraft or something piped on, and he's like. Can I get my my ground speed? Yeah, I love this story actually. Yeah, it's it's a long story. It is. It's it, like a nine minute story, right? Which is otherwise I'd play it on here, but and I'm sure he probably doesn't want us playing his videos without yeah. rights and stuff. But yeah. 
But yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link. One plane goes faster. One plane goes faster. Goes faster, and then some and then the, the, F eighteen out of out of somewhere in L A or something calls over and gets a right. ground speed. And he's yeah, I got you at six hundred and fifty miles an hour across the ground. Knots, yeah. knots, yeah. whatever. Six hundred ninety three knots. Yeah, at ground speed. And and the SR seventy one pilot that's just floating up above him thinks, man, that military plane surely has enough equipment on board to know how fast it's going right he knew exactly what he was he doing knew it, and he knew he was just going to be the king dick in the in the valley that day and he goes and that's when i heard the radio flip on from the back seat and he knew he had a best friend and he goes and that's when we became a flight crew yeah exactly <laughs> because i got you doing 1743 <laughs> miles or knots across the ground he says well, we we're closer to 1800 he's like i'm sure you got it yep <laughs> I love that story. It's such a, and he's just such a good storyteller. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of those ones to watch. Again, we'll put a link up to it in the Facebook group. But anyway, it's a good one. fuel efficiency was the biggest problem with these first jet engines. Because sure. they were just dumping fuel. And, and sure. what happens is it would combust, spin a turbine, and then the, the front compressors would spin. Right. And, the, right. and it would work, again, self-contained in itself. It would control that way igniting gas didn't just create some kind of crazy runaway sure that's a, a cool runaway. well pratt and whitney in eight found a, an amazing way of changing jet engine design to work better and it's a dual spool design so the compressor blades spin independent from the fan blades okay so there's the the intake of an engine has has three four stages of blades depending sure. on the design sure and they're the main blades that suck air into an engine they're basically intake blades they don't do a whole lot of compression they don't do a whole they lot just pull they, the air they just pull in shit loads of air right cool to help the propellant and then it gets into the compressor stage and that's somewhere between six and 12 stages of it just cramming the air down tighter and tighter and tighter and it gets hotter and hotter and sure, hotter sure but those two things need to spin at different speeds oh gotcha the compressor blades need to spin extremely fast whereas the intake stages right don't necessarily have to be screaming fast sure so the 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 air gets crammed down it gets introduced with fuel Right. lit off and then it hits two different sections of, of turbine blades the first sections spin the compressor that's where the most power is right after that explosion right at that point and right there's the most heat the most power the most thrust the most inertia all those energy gets sent to the compressor in the inside of all that it's all hollow which is super cool the last section of Just turbine a blades canister it's it's a can in a can in a can rotating in a in a in a in a can sure it's super cool sure but those last set of turbine blades are what's powering the fan now after all that energy sucked up by the first turbine set of turbine blades right. whatever's left is just spinning the front just happily spinning away right, right, right. and you can see it when an airplane's sitting on the ground those fan blades aren't spinning super fast you can see the little spiral just going away they don't really spin fast but because they're so big right they're just sucking in they're pulling in tons of air tons of air yeah. just tons so um 
Pratt and Whitney. I was just saying, you lose that one in the backswing. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pratt and Whitney there, came up with it. The, Pratt and Whitney again took a design yeah. that was not invented by them, but they improved on it. They took it. They made it so that it was more fuel efficient, so sure. that fighters could cross the Atlantic, so they could stop and maybe have to stop only in Greenland instead of right. in in Nova Scotia and Greenland and Iceland and puddle jump basically. Right. Yeah. They were able to to actually get where they were going with the efficiency and the and the speed that they sure. wanted jet engines to do. Sure. Which is pretty cool. Right. So I could ramble on forever. I'm sure you could, and I could listen forever because I mean it's it's. All interesting to me, but I, I I don't know jack about shit when it comes to the jet engine. Sure, and, I, and I, I, I know the I know the base, what it takes. I mean, you, you mix the air with the, the the propellant, and then you light it on fire and you push it out the back. Yeah, and it pushes it forward. One, what's what the the one thing that's super cool is that they can be used in. There's three different major designs. There's a turboprop, a turbofan, and a turbojet. Right. Turboprops are anything that has a propeller attached to the front. Think right. C130. Say think small business. Prop jet. <laughs> well, that's that is turbo fans, right? Which is the second one, which is think commercial plane C seventeen. It's got the big fan in the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then turbo jets are fighters, the more compact, the, right. one, the ones that just shit and get sports cars in the air. Yeah, yeah. Just this side of rockets. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw a name at you. Okay. Werner von Braun. Yeah. Do you know the name? I, I know the name. So he was part of the Nazi party. Okay. Um, but he was one of the lead scientists, one of the, the lead engineers on the V2 rocket system. Okay. So once World War II was over, he realized, oh, we were doing bad things. I thought I was just a scientist for my country. Sure. He uh, immigrated to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and became one of the... Uh, leading scientists for rocket propulsion for these space programs. Cool. So a uh, little movie called October Sky. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Yeah. A handful of people you would recognize seeing. Um, fantastic movie. And they, they mention Warner Von Braun a lot because of Jake Gyllenhaal's character, which which is, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, uh, there it is. Um he reads a book. He really falls in love with the the idea of going to space. Um, there's a scene where they're all outside and they can see Sputnik going over. I mean, this puts, oh, the, yeah. puts the time frame in it. Yeah. They are in um, Colwood, West Virginia is where it's located in. Okay. Um, which is just an armpit of a town. It was just a mining community of like 2,000 people. His dad was the, the uh, head foreman in the mine. So see, we're coming full circle yeah. with all this stuff. Um, but he's, I mean, he's he's an average student at best. His brother is like this soon-to-be All-American football player. He's half the size of his brother. Sure. And so he's, he, he, what am I going to do with myself? Well, him and his friends decided to get into rocket building because of Sputnik and Warner Von Braun and all these things. Right. And he Space race teaches himself calculus and huh. trigonometry and about propulsion and about the, how the size of the cylinders have to be a certain size. Otherwise, the um, weight to thr thrust ratio is off, and they just become a giant bomb. Yeah. So, but they mentioned Warner Bros. Brown a lot, and the the hmm. uh, space program and the rocket building. And it's a great movie, huh. underrated. Hmm. Very cool. There you go. One of my all-time favorite movies. See, I really 
the aviator. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, where, where he, he plays played. Uh, um, Hughes. Yeah, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah. I must have Herbert Hughes. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the movie wasn't about planes. A lot of it was no, him but, going batshit. But, right, but that was his big thing. Was the Spruce Goose? The Spruce Goose. flush mount every bolt yeah so that it'd be more aerodynamic right i mean it was everything was glossy and clean and he crashed that plane so fast <laughs> but it was cool but it too, was just too one of those, glossy too clean yeah well too fast it just he wasn't that good of a pilot no there is that he as well. liked flying he wasn't that good of a driver either he cracked his car more times than they can count yeah because he was trying to go fast yeah so Hey, there's a famous quote, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear. Speed never killed anybody. Suddenly becoming stationary is the problem. You're not wrong. Speed doesn't kill. Stopping too fast does. Yeah. yeah. That's that. I love it. Again, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. It's it's genius of a man. It's like uh it's not skydiving that killed me it's the sudden stop at the end yeah yeah if your parachute can make that stop a whole lot slower right then you're good right 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 so um yeah that's 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 what we got for invention national inventor day yeah so ready yeah today's big takeaways that's a short and sweet i like it it's good that Intro. Yeah. Is. Big takeaways. Big takeaway. I found that you can take six topics and somehow make them all randomly connect. Outside of Play-Doh? Silly putty. Silly putty. Whatever. I'm sure if we really thought about it, we It'd could. be a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Got it. This guy, you, you thought it was a bad joke earlier about that. That's, that's a bad that. joke. That, that's a good one. I yeah. And we both. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but no, we, we found that, that, that everything is connected, yeah. be it, you know, in one way or another, it's kind of, kind of cool that I can pick three things. You can pick three things and somehow something that, that, that just connects it all. Sure. Kind of cool. Sure. My big takeaway is that, uh, mesh screens saved a lot of canary lives. Yes. So, and miners and miners, but yes, canaries are thankful to this day. <laughs> to this day that's yeah. what yeah um yeah no i mean it just just something as simple as a mesh screen yeah contained an explosion and saved lives yeah it's cool it's, it's really cool. pretty awesome so um let's see two weeks from today we'll have our next show yeah um just kind of a heads up we are getting into a time of year here in the next few months to where our schedules are going to be a little shifty yeah um, we're not sure exactly how we're going to do it um with the day job on sundays but um it might not be every other week as as we have been to this point but we will definitely give you guys heads up on changes in scheduling also we are going to be potentially the next show broadcasting a little later in the day right um now that football is over now that um you know a lot of the the prior commitments that we had are uh lightening up a bit um we will be able to do this later in the day and potentially fit with more of your schedules for the live program of course you can always listen to us on the playback um there's the the video version that we have here you can see on 
YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the home of the uh, Dirty River Chronicles podcast. Um, However, now, thanks to some fishing, uh, you can also (laughs) listen to the audio-only version on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that is uh, Pandora, yeah, Spotify, wow, Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get more and more excited. I know, I know you lost. I did find it funny that Pandora has us listed as explicit content. Well, we do cuss. Not enough, I didn't think to matter, but apparently it is. I, I had to put down if we were or we were not. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. Some shows yeah. are more than most. Yeah. Um, most of them were pretty good. Yeah. I think we only had four today. I wasn't counting. Yeah. I, Sometimes I don't realize I'm doing it. Sure. That's the military in me. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But, so. uh, so uh make sure that yeah um i know spotify is a big one that people ask yeah. about are you guys on spotify we are now yes so uh all you do is search up dirty river chronicles and look for the fish with the gas mask there we are so outside of that um you know spread the word share the love yeah um feel free to share all of our shows i know that we we are clunky at best on a lot of days that's okay it's part of our charm um yeah yeah, we're figuring this whole thing out. We, we we gave ourselves a year to to get our identity down, and then we'll start polishing this turd at some point with, uh, yeah, feedback's some, always some fine tuning. So feedback's Sac- always welcome. Sacro's going. If you look at the bottom of the screen right as we speak, email dirtyriverchronicles at gmail dot com. Send us your feedback, uh, constructive criticism. Don't be mean, but be truthful. Yeah, you know, um, you even, know, we, we, even if the truth hurts, yeah. it's it's better than. Yep. Thinking we're doing great and. And we're not. Right. So if we're not entertaining you, then we're doing nothing. So follow us on Twitter at Dirty River ICT, on Instagram at Dirty River Podcast. Um, and then, of course, you, if you're you're watching the video, you are part of our Facebook group or part of our YouTube channel. If you are part of the YouTube channel, if you look up in that, it's that corner up there if you're watching the video. <laughs> um, like, subscribe, share, comment, do all the things. Um, tell your friends. Tell t- your neighbors. Right. Spread the love. Um, that's the best thing you can do. So um, plans for 2024. Hopefully at some point we get uh, a, a custom made logo. Yeah. Um, hopefully at some point we can turn that custom made logo into some custom gear. Right. So we'll see if that happens or not. And stickers. Stickers. Yeah. With a QR code for people to find us. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get we'll get there or we won't. Or we won't. <laughs> and we'll have a good time doing this. Exactly. As well. So, um, I did forget to play the the inventor intro. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Okay. Because I'm kind of proud of it. Okay. Ready? Go. Yeah. There it is. Nice. Yeah, I said a couple of inventors that we didn't really mention. That's okay. Nikola Tesla and Benjamin Franklin. They did kind of fall through the cracks. They did, but that, that's okay. Yeah, we went, fine. We went with inventions that we liked. Not inventors. Not inventors. So uh, let's see. Um, I guess that's really all we got. Yeah. So uh, Ryan should hopefully be back on the next show, but if not, 
We understand. Yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, we don't have a topic lined up for next week yet. We will get that out. We've got it narrowed down, though. We do have it narrowed down. I think we have a I think topic. We have, I think we have a pretty good topic. Yeah. yeah. We, we kind of, whatever. Got to talk to Ryan. Anyway, yeah, we got to get his feedback on that one and see what he wants to do as well. Yep. Um, yeah, no, share the love. Like, subscribe on the uh, YouTube channel. That's what's going to help us make a little money down the road, be able to do better production on this and not yep. so clunky. Um, and be able to get merch to you guys. So. There is that. Look for the announcement about stickers. We should have some of those for you guys to uh, not purchase, but request. We'll get them out to you, and you can help spread the love on that as well. Yeah. Um, but most of all, have a good next couple of weeks. Go 49ers. Heck and, yeah. Um, down with the Chiefs. Down with the Chiefs, even though we are. We're in Chief country. Let's be real honest. We're, yeah. I wouldn't say the heart, but definitely the lungs. Chief country for sure. Definitely yeah. the lungs. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Hey, yep. Ron, thanks for another fun show. I don't know about good, but Always. definitely fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody take care.